put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke, I'm never gonna choke When I'm tying up the rope, so here we fucking go It's time to get real gas, it's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast Hello, welcome to the Instagram Live uh, so this is going to be episode 33 of the Doom and Gloom podcast. In this one, I'm going to chat with Jack from Modern Streets Apparel. So uh, I'll quickly invite him, and then we will start. Oh, you joined really quickly then. Boom! Prepared and ready. Oh. Prepared and ready. Oh, God, I'm falling over already. <laughs> Do you know what I've done? I left my gimbal over at the unit. So I've literally got you wedged between two camera batteries. <laughs> so I do hope it works, man. I really hope it works. So my, my phone's like propped up against the plant pot. Nice. But nice. Yeah. If it works, it works. Exactly. There's no point going for loads of, like, spending loads of money if the plant pot works, right? So. Well, exactly that. I mean, I normally do my sort of video calls at this desk and I have like a little clamp stuck to the, to the desk and it normally goes on the gimbal on that. So it gives me a nice sort of my space angle but um yeah i realized before i was like i've left it at the unit and i'll have to just find some way of putting it together so yeah i've literally had to stick you on um between two batteries so i hope they don't explode so <laughs> sure, we'll be fine right we'll be fine we'll be fine cool well, how are you anyway you're all good i'm good man yeah i've had a, a busy week as always but no i'm good i'm good so just trying to Stay afloat with the multiple plates that I appear to spin um, with the brand and with the weddings and being a family man and playing music with some friends and stuff. It's a it's a busy yeah. busy lifestyle, but um, yeah, I kind of obviously started this project what two years on Friday it will be since we sort of officially launched it. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, I've kind of taken on a little bit more than expected um, because of obviously COVID and things. But yeah, it's kind of been, it's been a, a crazy journey <laughs> over those two years. So, but no, I'm enjoying that was it. Like, that was like my biggest thing I wrote down was just like chatting to around how the hell do you do your brand, your wedding photography, your band, your wife, and like your family, your dog. How the hell do you fit everything in? Like, you must have Ooh. one hell of a work ethic or something like yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife's a paramedic, so she's at work now. Um, so she'll be on like a five to one shift. So then if she's in work, I typically then do work as well. So sometimes in the evening, it's just throw something on Netflix on the iPad while the laptop's in front of me and I'll just edit weddings because I'm home alone and I can still enjoy watching a film or uh, watching sort of educational things on YouTube or whatever, but at least I'm still getting the work done. So it's kind of sometimes almost in a constant state of work some days, but in an enjoyable, relaxed way. So it doesn't really feel like it's work, you know? Um, and I think that's where I've kind of been well motivated in that sense is sort of keeping on top of things, but at the same time, you know, just sort of, yeah, I just keep push it, pushing through it and plowing through bits and pieces when I, when I get the chance, to be honest. Um, like, I literally was at the, the unit today printing orders again. I haven't been there yesterday, and, yeah, it's continuous, so. I just wonder, I was just like, do you, do you have a thing in place? Do you, like, just write a to-do list, or do you have some other productivity thing that you, or do you just, you just work? I just tend to work. I mean, like, I, I, like with the weddings and stuff, I have spreadsheets with, like, little tick boxes for where those weddings are up to um, in terms of, like, the editing, the culling, all that sort of stuff. So I do have that as I go along. Uh, but I do have, like, the Apple Reminders app. And if anything's super important, I normally just sort of stick it in there and set a time so it reminds me. And then it just basically haunts my home screen <laughs> and continuously until I say it's complete. So, yeah, I do work off some lists. Um, but for the most part, like with Shopify, especially having all the store done through Shopify, that tells me how many orders are outstanding. So I'm kind of keen to get those out the door just so they're not kind of like, well, once people aren't waiting, obviously, um, but to just because I don't like seeing it stack up, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, got to get those done. So I'll sort of run over. So I knew I was going to be later getting over to the unit today because we had someone at the house doing some work. So I knew I was only going to get over there like, like by one o'clock. So when Emma went to work last night, I just sort of went over to the unit and 
printed all the posies labels, laid all the garments down, got all the designs ready for printing so that I knew when I came in, that part of the job was done. It was just a case of fire everything up and yeah, get printing. So how, um, I suppose this kind of question relates to like your, um, everything that you kind of juggle at the same time. How the hell do you stay motivated? That's the other thing that I wondered as well. Cool. Like, all these plates all the time and you're forever just putting stuff out and just all over everything. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, in, in literally in front of me now, stuck to my desk, um, is a little phrase that says, if you stop pedaling, you stop moving. And that's pretty much been like the ethos I've ran from the wedding side of things. So, so when I started weddings from day one, I had this little thing stuck to my desk. But, and I think a guy, I watched a video, it was a photographer, and he just said it as like a passing statement. You know, if you stop pedaling, you stop moving. And it just, it just sort of stuck to me. So I've sort of literally stuck it to my desk. And I guess that is kind of true. You know, if you, you can go and go and go, but as soon as you stop or slow down, things inevitably will slow down. You know, you can only coast for so long. So releasing new products is a must. Taking photos, which I'm doing this weekend, is sort of a must because I think with any type of business, we are as much media companies these days as we are producing anything else. And I think knowing that I need to do that and being a photographer myself, it kind of gives me that advantage of, well, I can go out and shoot some stuff and... Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot. It is a lot. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know that I'm wired a certain way, which probably would drive some people insane. Like, I can chew people's ear off until there's no ear left. <laughs> Hence why I said to you, let's try and keep this between seven and eight, because I can chat for hours. Like, I love chatting to people. Yeah. I'm quite sociable. I enjoy the weddings and things. Um, but, you know, I, I, it's sort of, I know I'm also, like, very overburn in the sense of like when I commit to something I genuinely go in too far so mm. I was offered to do a podcast for brands and things and, and I said to the guys I said like if I do it I can't half-ass anything like it's all or nothing for me and because I'm already spinning so many plates I didn't want to add another one to it because I know full well that I'm already stretched like as thin as I can go um so like motivation wise I don't struggle with it because I enjoy the process but I think at the same time that is just me sometimes as a person where I'm if I do something I probably go too deep and it can probably like I said be be overbearing to those around right. me if I don't stop talking about it and stuff um because I, I chat with Kane from a brand called Stoked and Woke in Austria we've sort of set up around a similar time and we send each other voice messages back and forth. And I swear to God, sometimes we send messages that are like 15 to 20 minute long, like voice messages. <laughs> and then he'll send me one back and it's like 10 to 15 minutes. And I send him one back and it's the same. Like we just converse a lot because we're passionate about what we do and we enjoy talking about it. But um, yeah, it's, I don't struggle with motivation. I do struggle with burnout as well, um, which is a whole different topic, you know, because I am firing all cylinders to the point where my body just goes, here you go, have a migraine. And that's, yeah, its, that's its way of oh, just yeah. stopping me. And I'll go and go and go. And that was me sort of yesterday. I ended up crashing yesterday and ended up in bed at like 3.30 for an hour because yeah. this migraine was coming on. Because up until that point, I was shooting weddings back to back at the weekend. And then I was over at the unit printing things. And band practice on a Monday night after printing from like for sort of seven hours and then yeah it's just it can be a lot and I don't sometimes read the signs that my body's giving me I just keep going and then eventually it just sort of shuts me down itself but um I think it is just part of who I am and how I am I enjoy the process and I think that's how I pretty much yeah, stay motivated you're, just, you're working towards something so you can feel like you get rewarded for doing that I guess and you yeah have to reach that goal that's it. I think that's it. You kind of you kind of keep moving the goalpost yourself, and that's kind of what this brand was. It was just like, oh, it'd be great if we could get you know an order a day, a week, and then an order a day, and then so on and so forth. And it's just sort of grown from that. Um, but yeah, I, I do enjoy the process. So nice. So what you got planned for the uh, the two year anniversary? So we would. Uh, would, to be honest, I, I felt last year that I had more time because of COVID. Obviously, we were still relatively in restrictions um, last July, weren't we? We were just about to leave them. Um, and prior to that, 
I'd sort of done the photo shoot with like the little pizza and the balloons and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then we did the decision coin to give away. And then this time around, I've got the design. I just haven't been able to do like a birthday themed shoot yet. And that's not saying I won't. I might just smash one out of the park tomorrow at some point, or uh, even Friday, just sort of very last minute, throw well, something. Have you, got, have you got design ready to go? I've got the design ready, so oh, it's nice. the okay. yeah, yeah. So we've got the uh, in crust we trust design going on sale Friday. Oh, yeah, but when, when normally I sort of release things at like seven pm. I'm just going to put that one on sale all day because I've basically said that anyone who grabs that design will automatically get entered into like a hundred pound gift card giveaway. So for every sort of person who buys it, whether they buy two, three, you know, a hoodie, t-shirt, whatever they do, um, each purchase of that design will basically count as an entry for a gift card giveaway um, just so someone can just go nuts and get a load of stuff. Um, so I figured that was a good way of doing it because we'd done the coin before and I was just looking around the internet for like different things that I could do as a giveaway for it. And I just sort of struggled. I was kind of like, I don't know, like some of the bottle openers I've had in the past for bands have been cool, but then they weren't the best quality. And I was like, oh, it's not be a bit of a crappy thing to give. And I kind of just struggled to, to find something that would just kind of topped that decision coin we did the first year. So yeah. I kind of was just like, well, I don't want to send something if it looks half arse, that isn't great. So I kind of decided, you know, maybe a, a gift card giveaway would allow someone to go all out and really spurge and so I treat themselves. Definitely. I was just trying to think of like, what could you give away that's kind of like pop punky? Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, if like if slam dunk tickets had gone on sale already for the following year, then obviously I would have done like a ticket giveaway or something like that. And I still, I, I'm still tempted to do that next year. Is do something that sort of is closer to slam dunk festival uh, when yeah. the tickets drop and maybe do a release that ties in with the, the sort of release of slam dunk um and then obviously say to someone will will you can win some tickets or something because I, I love going to slam dunk and obviously pop punk and the, or the whole music side of it is just a massive influence on what the brands about and stuff so it sort of would would tie in nicely mm. have you done um a festival yet because i've seen you've done a couple of like pop-ups but i don't I've not. I mean, I reached out to the guys at Peaked Apparel. I spoke to Connor about it because he did um, download this year and I was kind of curious to sort of get a sense of what it actually cost to go. Um, and to be honest, it's not, it's a lot. It sounds like a lot. It is, don't get me wrong. But I, I don't, I think it, it's cheaper than I expected it to be. Um, there yeah. was that. But it's still a hell of a commitment because because I print everything myself. I don't just sort of buy in at scale all this stuff to sort of just bring along. I would have to sort of like estimate what we need to sell and then print all that. And that would be like hours and hours and hours of, of work to do. Even just doing the tattoo tea party that we did um, earlier in the year, we, we sort of underestimated how much we actually took to that. We, we sort of took six designs, our best sellers, and we did so many sizes of each. And then by end of day one, we'd sort of sold majority of the stuff. So I had to wow. get up at like 6 a.m. the following day to go to the unit to print for three more hours just to try and replenish some stock to get back into Manchester for like 10.30 to set up and be ready to go again for another wow. day. So, yeah, that was, um, that was fun. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely would consider it. And that sort of ties into where I'm at at the moment with the brand is this kind of crossroads of do we continue just to keep running ads and be this like e-commerce brands um, like so many other streetwear brands or do we try and consider the idea of like a small shop front or something like that um, mainly in Manchester to see if that's a different sort of avenue because yeah. you know there's one of two ways you go with it you rather really throw in deep with the ad spends and really try and, you know, grow your brand that way. Or, you know, you, you try something different. And I think, I know I'm, I'm kind of toying with the idea of, of, of retail space, but at the same time, you know, it's, if it's available, all the costs and logistics of that as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a hell of a risk, wouldn't it? Trying to find somewhere to pay or to, then it becomes uh, less of like, I guess, fun and more of a crap, I need to sell all this stuff to fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like I still have to make the cost back now for that, the ads and stuff that I run, um, the unit that I'm in, I'm still going to cover the cost of that. And obviously, primarily the time it takes me away from being at home, um, you know, I've got to make sure it's worth my while as well and have something, a little bit of something to show for it. I, I kind of 
sometimes I miss the idea of like the office. I'm like, no, this is where it started. And I was literally just printing stuff in this office and it was just t-shirts and t-shirts only. And then as we sort of grew, we moved from this room to another room in the house and I took up that space instead. And then from that space, it was almost like dripping into the hallway a little bit and you had to like step over things to go to bed. And yeah, you know, that was a simpler time to some extent, but obviously watching it grow itself over the you know, as we come to two years it's, it's been exciting and it's kind of been yeah it's been fun to see it grow but I, yeah I'm now just sort of at that crossroads of do we go you know continue like the e-com thing or do we try maybe something like a high not necessarily high street but I, I know somewhere in Manchester that would be the perfect place and I have already spoke to them several times um about some units and things so we are sort of investigating at the moment but um we're at the mercy of availability and whether or not, you know, we can get a space. So I suppose, like you said, there's several options and then dump a load of money in advertising, do a load of uh, events, and festivals, do um, like small bits in other stores. Did you, mm -hmm. I, I, did I see you did HMV? Are you still doing that or is that not? Uh, we sold stuff in the HMV. Yeah. So yeah. they contacted me funny enough from seeing ads. So obviously the ads kind of worked because um, the buyer, found me through that uh, i got to go down to london down to the sort of like headquarters in london and stuff uh, and had a chat with them and yeah we i, I thought I'd, i tried it so we have kind of i pulled the plug on it um a couple of weeks ago so all the stock came back to me the other day mainly because it was just the the margins that such a company wants uh, you know they really want those big those big margins so what i was getting out of it compared to what they were getting out of it was like vastly different and I kind of did it more as a, you know, it was just a, an extra sort of notch on the bed, really. It was like something to tick off, to try it, because we didn't know if it was going to work or not. And, and to be honest, sales, in comparison to what we do online ourselves and in comparison to the response we've had from, like, the Comic-Cons and the tattoo conventions, like, I was kind of surprised that it didn't sell as well. Um I didn't know what they were selling these products for until they came back to me and they had to sort of price them higher than I sell them myself. And there was a few things that was like kind of humming and ahhing about it. One, the sales weren't that good. You know, sometimes it was literally like a t-shirt a week. And I was like, Jesus, like we're doing a hell of a lot more on the site side of things um, compared to, you know, what they were seeing. But I'd imagine their footfall was still, you know, pretty, pretty good. Um, and, and two, just... I went into the, the local shop um, near me and they'd had this refit um, for this new sort of HMV shop because it's not longer just HMV. The HMV shop is more of a sort of like pop culture influence. There's a lot more clothing and, and movie related things. And to be honest, it just reminded me a little bit of like early Primark, just these stacks of tables with, you know, just t-shirts dumped on and it just didn't really present it the way that I think it should have been presented for a long time they were displaying them with just a pocket print facing up which obviously for most designs it's just a logo and obviously people buy into the back print I'm not stupid enough to know that you know people buy into our t-shirts yeah. because of they relate to the back and so I had to message them and say like, you know we need to flip things around um and that did help but yeah I just didn't like the whole like thrown on a table thing compared to when we've done the conventions and how we display them we take a lot of pride in how they're hung and how they're, and how they're displayed and that just wasn't the case so yeah i don't know i think with the price point that they went with themselves to sell and just the way they displayed it just didn't come across you know when they were pricing them at 30 pounds a t-shirt and they just dumped on a pallet i was like well it doesn't really scream like a 30 pound t-shirt and yeah. you know like I've, yeah, and it's like I've hand printed all those myself before they go to them, you know, and I take a lot of pride in, in doing that and folding them all and boxing them all up and sending them out just for them to be like, tally ho, and just toss under this table. <laughs> so it was a bit like, oh, you know, so it just it kind of didn't work. And, and I tried it and they wanted to put it into two more stores, which obviously is great, but at the same time, the cost of me producing like what they wanted, like 90 odd shirts at a time, the cost to me to sell it on consignment, you know, where it's not buying up front. If they were buying it up front, it'd be a very different story. I'd be like, take it, that's fine. Oh, but yeah, it's not, so the, it's not the case. It, printing it, giving it to them, and then yeah. when it's sold, then you got money. Yep. So I had to, in, so I'd get weekly reports through, 
spreadsheets every week and I had to go through them and then invoice them. And yeah, it was just a lot of like logistics. And if you were selling like a t-shirt one week, it's like, man, I'm gonna have to type up a spreadsheet and find the time to do all this sort of stuff within everything else for the sake of like a single t-shirt sale. And it just, it just wasn't worth it. And, and, and you know, I know other brands are doing it with them um, who screen print them th themselves and things like that. So different process, obviously much faster, um, single color, so much cheaper different t-shirts so again just you know lower margins it's much better and yeah it just kind of didn't work for me and, and i tried it and when they said about putting it into other stores i was just honest and said guys we're not selling enough in the store that we're in for me to even be tempted to then go and send you 900 pounds of a stock to another shop at my expense to yeah, then trickle it back yeah you know so you were like throwing it out and then just clawing back like tiny bits at a time so it was like a very, it would have been a very long game to play and it just wasn't worth my while. So mm -hmm. I'd rather focus on, you know, doing showcase events where we're able to take the brand to people ourselves and talk to people about it and, and just sort of put names to faces, which is always nice. And, and really, like you said, focus online or consider retail option if it ever comes available. So, mm -hmm. And like you said, now you've done it. So you can say like... <clears throat> We tried it. it didn't work in like yeah yeah and you know it definitely was like a, a brownie point thing and it was a good it was a good thing for us in the sense of for a retailer like hmv to be interested was great because it was just a, it kind of like reinforced that oh maybe we are doing something right because you never really know you know sometimes you, you start these brands in the hope that it's gonna work but you know you're you're in an ocean of a million other brands all hoping it's going to work. So that kind of just gave me some insight to say, actually, you know, maybe it does have legs, but mm -hmm. yeah, in terms of like the sales and things, it was just, it was up and down all the time and just, yeah, I just wasn't working. Yeah. Like you say with the, um, like saying up and showcasing the whole brand, that display stand you had made, I think it was, was it last year or the year before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like wood and pipes. Oh, it looked absolutely amazing. Mm. So if that's what you're going in with, and then if they're throwing the t-shirts on, that's just not the same ever. No, no, no. And like you said, it was it was nice to try it, and it was a learning experience, um, but it just didn't work out, you know. And, and if someone else tries it, fair enough. But, yeah, cost-wise for me and just time-wise for me, it just didn't work while. It wasn't worth my while. Mm. So what's your uh, plan after the the two-year anniversary you you got like a big plan for the next year or two years or are you just kind of i mean yeah like i said that, that whole crossover thing of, of where to go like i'm literally speaking to a different ad agency having tried several in the past um and i've just said to them to be like brutally honest you know it, it's, it's tricky because i rather need to go down scale on the ads to make it worthwhile or trying something different and i think realistically my heart's set on trying to open a retail space in Manchester. Um, I'd really just like the idea of having somewhere where we can still print the orders, you know, from and, and basically replenish our stock ourselves and just do minimum quantities on the shop floor, but then replenishing it ourselves at the back of the room. Um, just because I like the idea of just creating a community space and I think it would be a lot of fun, you know, it'd be cool to hit up bands as they're on tour and if they're coming through Manchester, which most do, sort of saying to them, you know, come and swing by and just yeah. sort of trying to create that sort of space to people where, you know, bands are known to go to this place and maybe grab a few items while they're there. And yeah, I think that'd be kind of the fun way of doing it. Oh, my dog's going nuts. I'm going to shut his door, leave him to it. There we go. No, that sounds really cool. Have like a little uh, cool little hangout for everyone. Yeah, that's it. And I think it would just... Every, every brand is obviously the setup online. That seems to be the norm for most. And there's a few ones which don't. There's, there's the odd ones that look into having some sort of retail space. But for most places, like, I, I couldn't do it in my own town because the high street here is, is on its ass. It's dying. You know, there's been some poor decisions made to open new shopping centres while already having existing ones, which has then crippled them ones and all that sort of stuff. So I think... I couldn't do it here because the culture isn't, there's not enough of it. It's, it's there, don't get me wrong, but it's, there's not enough of it. I, I would need to go into the city like Manchester um, and, and that's probably a better place for it. And I think really my, my heart at the moment, and it does change, don't get me wrong, but my heart at the moment is set on, I really want to try retail space. Like I really want to try that and, and 
so I give that a go um, because it'd be great to meet some people who are local and buy often and they can come in and, you know, we can put on some good tunes and they can sort of see things in person, which I think is super important. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think going forward is I really want to try that, but obviously I am at the mercy of is the space available? What's it going to cost and, and the logistics? Yeah. But it's definitely something at the moment that I'm exploring. I've got Pinterest boards for like, inspiration for like shop ideas and things like that so it's definitely something i'm exploring but we'll see if not it's kind of then we need to look at like the ads and how we can sort of scale it from that perspective but with all the ios changes and everything else that's obviously a grayish area to some extent like i'm i'm still seeing a return from running ads um you know I, we're doing over 100 orders every month which i know compared to some brands is like nothing um but you know we, we're still we're not spending a fortune but we're still getting results which is good yeah. um and obviously we're just running those i'm just running those myself at the moment without an agency because once i had considered all the costs and everything else again it was just leaving very little on it and i think that's another reason of where, where we are at the moment and at crossroads is when you start trying to scale it probably is better to have an agency overlooking things because it is almost like a constant thing you've got to check, especially when you're spending that big volume. But at the moment, we're not really spending that much. You know, we're just spending enough to keep us going and, and it's, it kind of keeps the, the whole brand ticking over um, while I'm still shooting weddings and while I'm busy with that. But going forward, we are, you know, I've reduced the number of weddings quite considerably for next year. And then the same again for 2024 and things. So, kind of gearing towards trying to build the brand into something um but yeah so would you rather have it that you did the brand full-time and the weddings kind of trickled out or you want to uh, i mean don't get me wrong like as a skill set i'll always be able to shoot weddings whether that's my own weddings or shooting alongside other photographers that i've met over the sort of 10 years of shooting them um but i think i, I get to 10 years of doing weddings next year i've been shooting weddings for 10 years uh next year and Again, being that person that goes all in, I'm kind of like all in to trying a new challenge. And it's not that I don't enjoy weddings. I just, I very much enjoy the process of, of the chase and, and the bills. And I think that's where I'm at now with this. Like when I started doing the weddings, I was very much like I am with the brand now. I was very much weddings, smash it and go all out. Um, but then now I've started something new. I'm sort of like starting from the bottom again. And I want to try and build something from the scratch, from scratch. And I think that's, Again, another reason why I stay driven is I enjoy the, like I said, I enjoy the process. I enjoy building something. Um, and obviously the weddings got to a point where it was just sort of running itself to some extent. Yeah. Um, and, and I've been enjoying it. But to be honest, I feel like since starting the brand and shooting weddings, I've probably been more creative because I've not just been tunnel visioned about weddings. I've suddenly, having shot a little bit more editorial style for the sort of for the branding things it's got me shooting a little bit differently again for the weddings and i feel like it's allowed me to do better work with that as well so it is kind of good i think to have creative outlets different creative outlets rather than just one um but yeah i think over time i'd like to say if i could build the brand into something just because it's not like i said it's not because i don't enjoy weddings it's just because as a cultural thing, like being involved in like music and things like that for so long, it's just something I've always had such a, like a really diehard passion for. Um, like building a brand now is like building a one man band where, you know, yeah. there's no one else, there's no other members like to drag you back or to hold you back or not to do this. Like I'm fully accountable for everything, but going to festivals and going to shows, like my wife just said it the other week, she's like, we haven't been to a show recently where we haven't seen one of our t-shirts. We, we sort of say we see them in the wild is how we put it. Um, yeah. So like even when we went to London watching Charlotte Sands, there was a, guy, a good a guy who was desperately for one of our t-shirts designs to drop soon. Um, he was there rock, rocking the fake happy t-shirt. When we went to um, Slam Dunk Festival, we saw a few different ones there at that as well. And we sort of give out some, some vouchers for that. Uh, we went to the May, uh, sorry, we went to um, May Day Parade. And again, we saw someone else wearing one then. So we just kind of keep spotting them. Even when we went to, up to state champs in Leeds, we saw two. So it's nice to start seeing them in the wild. Oh, yeah, awesome. it's, 
Uh, but it's that kind of feeling of when you're in a band and you hear someone's playing your music. Like when we used to be in our first band and, you know, Kerrang Introducing put our video on, Kerrang Introducing. It was on at like fucking one in the morning. No one saw it, but we stayed up to see if it ever came on and it was there and we were kind of well chuffed. And we, at the same time, we had it on MTV too. And I don't think anyone ever saw it, but it was there. And it was just kind of, when you're in a band, it's that sort of like, when you get that little bit of recognition for hearing someone's playing your music, this is a similar feeling for me, but with a brand, but I do treat it like a band's, you know, a t-shirt release is a single release. And that's the way, you know, when you say you're motivated, it's kind of, you put out a t-shirt design like you would a single, so you've got to build up to it. You've got to tease it a little bit. You've got to do some photos for it. You've got to do the promo side of it. Like what's it about? And I think that's this, my approach to it. And because I'm so passionate about music and, and that side of things I think that's why I want to try and do it as a full-time thing but it's a big it's a big mountain to climb as most of us brand owners know it's not an easy an easy mountain to to scale without a doubt what was I think there was a question a while back I'm gonna find it real quick uh Jack Law says any plans to do a white pullover uh, I had pullovers on the site. I had them around Christmas time and things, and I did have some of the designs on them. Um, but then I kind of started streamlining stuff that was just a little bit trickier to sell. Like it's, it's it's weird because even though we print everything ourselves, I didn't like the site looking like t-shirts and oi designs were on t-shirts, hoodies and oi designs were on hoodies, sweatshirts and oi designs were on sweatshirts, long sleeves and oi designs were on long sleeves. It just it screams that kind of like print on demand, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because in, in a sense, the reason we do it is because it then minimizes risk and is yeah. better for the, you know, rather than having stockpiled a hundred of one design that you're never going to sell. So in a way it's, it is more ethical that we just print it as the order comes in. But from an outside perspective as well, especially when you're, you're running ads to people who don't know anything about you, don't know that you're printing it yourself. It can sometimes look a little bit like, oh, this is print on demand or it's cheap or whatever because every design is available on every single product, which you wouldn't walk into the van store or any other high street shop and go, I want this design, but I want it on this fit and that and that and that. It doesn't exist. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It means, you know, that could be the future of clothing and probably would be more ethical to simply walk into a shop and then print it there and then for you so that there isn't waste of certain designs. But, you know, at the same time, when it is a, from the, the sad part of it is the business aspect of it, it's important for people to be, have that social proof and to have that trust to, to convert and to purchase from you. And I just kind of felt like there was just, it was almost like copy and paste on different things, just didn't look too appealing on the website. Yeah, I never even thought about it like that. So you, if you did it, would you pick a specific design to put on the like white pullover or a white hoodie? <sighs> yeah, so like... I think I've still got some white sweatshirts left and some white long sleeves. And I was literally going to, I've just added a sales section to the site. And my intention was to just put on the pocket logo, um, this one onto, yeah. <laughs> onto just those. And just, just to clear the lines that I've got really, because I have, I am sat on not a crazy amount by any, any means, but I have got some in the unit. Um, and I think for a, the last time I did a little bit of sales stuff, I did put, I think a design on a sweatshirt and a design on a long sleeve, which I could do again, to be honest. Um, maybe the person who asked the question can choose which design goes on it and then everyone else has to have the same one. But it was more about just sort of clearing some lines that didn't sell as well as well. You know, I, I, I went for the sweatshirts thinking, oh, cool, it's another option for people. But in reality, we didn't sell that many of them. And it's same with the long sleeves. You know, we do sell some, but not many. So... I've sort of narrowed it down now that the only long sleeve design we have is the welcome to hell that's printed on the sleeve. And I just keep like the minimal amount of that sort of garment choice at the unit. And when those orders come through, we just print them to that, but we don't offer the long sleeves then for everything else because, you know, it was just, it just, it's taking up space that's needed and it's costing money and people aren't really buying them. So we just kind of like, well, you know, people don't want it. What's the point? It's just taking up space that we don't really have to give. So, and and, I, and again, like you said, the perception of 
if one could go click through each tab, everything is the same, but just the garments changing. It just feels a bit awkward. And photo shoots, man, doing photo shoots for every single, you know, product type and every single design. Like I could be shooting an entire for an entire week just to put that stuff on the website. And yeah, it just I think we've just sort of streamlined it and over the course of the two years we we've worked at what's worked and we've streamlined it to, you know, T-shirts sell really well. Everyone loves a T-shirt. Hoodies sell really well when it comes to autumn, winter. I still get the odd ones because we live in England. <laughs> so we still can do the odd hoodie every now and yeah. then. Um, but we're looking into different things like, you know, the varsity jackets, the denim jackets. Um, we're doing a Sherpa jacket this, this sort of autumn time. We've got a jacket coming out um, in, in the pipeline. So we're just looking for more like variations of products as opposed to, the same design over everything. So we'll always stick to doing things like, um, you know, uh, t-shirts and hoodies and having the designs on both of those, I think. But when it comes to things like the varsity jackets, the denim jackets and the Sherpas, they will have their own standalone design. Yeah, I see Smash and Cars. Said that, yeah, interesting uh, about long sleeves. We expected long sleeves to be super popular, but they never really took off. Yeah, I had one that was okay, that did all right, but it wasn't... wasn't yeah, right. yeah, I think um, when I spoke to Simo about them, because I sort of said to him, if, if they sell well for him, does he want to just basically take the stock off my hands? And he was like, nah, I've got loads myself that don't really sell. So, yeah, I think it's just, it's a selective thing um, for long sleeves. I think people rather love them or they don't. And again, I, I would imagine more people are comfortable in a T-shirt than they are a long sleeve. So... Yeah, it's just one of them things. Uh, that's why I've just stuck to having the design that's actually on the sleeve as the option that we have. You got someone saying the, they're excited for the shorts. Yeah, I'm excited for the shorts. I've been wearing mine around the house. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's actually pissing it down here in Greater Manchester as always. So, but it is still warm, so it's still warm enough to have the shorts. Um, I'm going to be dropping those on Friday with the. Uh, the logo design, and then I think we're going to do the, the, the sort of dead pizza with the text on the other one to launch. Um, and then very shortly after, I'm going to do the All My Friends Are Dead design because I've got that on order. So that should hopefully arrive soon so I can do those ones. And then the other two, um, I kind of put it on the poll to see if people actually liked them. And, and it's kind of like one of them, I think one of them was a mixed bag. It did sort of was more favorable for it, but it was sort of like a, a closer cut. Some people hated it. Some people loved it. I say hate, they didn't yeah. hate it. They just didn't like it. <laughs> so like some people guess yes or no for that one. And another design that I've been sat on for some time. I've actually been sat on that design for probably like a year and done nothing with it. And then only when I thought about doing shorts, I've been like, you know what? It might work well on some shorts. And it just says, never lose your flames. And like it's kind of like orange and blue skull. It's kind of cool. But I've just been sat on that design forever um, and just never released it for some reason. And I think whenever I put any sort of like teased, anything that was in the, in the vault of designs, no one ever really voted for that one. It was always like, just missed. So I was like, oh, people don't want it. It's just fine. Yeah. But it kind of works quite well on shorts. And then on the shorts, people have been like, oh, yeah, I love that on the shorts. So maybe that's where it's, where it's going to find its pieces on a pair of shorts as, instead of on a T-shirt. So, yeah. Have you found that there's been designs that you thought wouldn't do very well and have, like, exceeding expectations? And then, like, the other way around as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm always surprised. Like, in the top six designs, there's the, the white design for the sick and tired design. Um, where you've got the dude floating on the tire. Because um, whenever people sort of write it, they always put sick and tired and they spell tired as in the way it should be. But the actual spelling on the site, which I hope people don't think is a typo, is tired as in car tire with a common D because he's floating in a car tire. And it's to deal with like, it was a politically t-shirt about just waste in water and things like that, you know, and the crap on the, on the beaches and stuff. And that's kind of where it went from. And at the same time, there was one called Surf's Up where we had the same guy surfing on the Coke bottle in the sea as well. And that one did nothing. Like that one was a hard one to sell, really struggled to sell. And I, I thought that was a fucking cool design. I really liked that one. But then the sick and tired one, I don't know if it's just because like blue and orange are complementary colors. It just worked really well. And even though it says thick and tired, it's like, it's really subtle in the design. It's not really like obvious. 
Um, it's really sort of like, it's not like some of the other ones where it's like really text heavy. It's quite subtle just in the, but it's always stayed in the top six. It's always sold really well. And it is a little bit different to the other designs, but yeah, that one surprises me as a, as a seller that's done really well. It is. But, yeah, sorry. What was yeah. the, so somebody asked a question, which was, uh, do you create your own designs or do you hire a designer and give them the idea and let them draw it? Uh, yeah, I can't draw very well. Like I can sketch and doodle, but I, yeah. I couldn't do it to the standard that it would need to be. So there's been like the sick and tired one, uh, the surf's up one, and a lot more of the earlier designs especially were very much like concept based stuff. So I just put like a, I'd go into the iPad and I'd just grab a load of images and I'd sort of mood board stuff and send it to designers to draw um, with what I had in mind. Other designs in the future, you know, sometimes I've just, I, I, I then sort of follow certain illustrators and they might have a pre-existing design that I might say, can we change this, this and this? Because it maybe sort of provokes something when I see it and they might have a caption on it that has nothing to do with what I want it to do with. Um, but I'll just see the image and I, I a title will come to my head and I'll sort of be like, oh, let's do that. And sometimes I just take it remove what they've added and add it myself because I'm fine for doing that side of it. So like all the graphic base stuff I'm fine with, I just can't physically draw. So, yeah. so like the, the sharpen your teeth design started off as like a tiger, an orange tiger with a skull in its head. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I'll buy that from him. And I bought it. I removed the skull from the head and then I just, all the other graphics around it, the lightning bolts, all the little shapes, the text, everything, I then just do it myself and I change all the colors and stuff. So sometimes it's like a bit of a rework. Sometimes it's very much just a, that's cool, but I'm going to change the text because I want to give it a totally different direction and, and, and try that. So it's a yeah. kind of, it depends on the design. It really does. And it's kind of similar to what I do. Like I'm forever having dumb ideas or puns that I'm just like sketching down and like mm -hmm. doing really crap ideas and yeah. Yeah, sketching all out and then sending it to people and being like, can you do this like professionally? Cause I can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's, it's, it's just, it's working, like you said, within your means, really. Like, there's nothing wrong with not being able to draw and running clothing brands, you know? There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It's just, like you said, the ideas are there. It's just, we get someone better to do it. Like, the same way I pay an accountant to do my books because I ain't doing that. Like, <laughs> I trust someone who's yeah. better at doing it than me to do it. So, yeah, it's kind of just um, delegate the jobs that, I'd be crap at and would take me way too long and just wouldn't be the standard I want them to be, really. What does Jordan say? Would you like to collaborate with another clothing brand? Our band. Band, yeah. Cool. I mean, yes, and yeah, definitely with clone brands, I would. Like, with the right type of, you know, it, it's tricky because obviously, because I do the printing side of things um, in-house, that sort of is is a little bit harder then because obviously you'd have to work out how that's going to be done and like what print method they want to use versus what I want to use because I actually really like our print method. I think it sort of holds up really well. Um, it doesn't particularly, I've got t-shirts from two years ago that still haven't faded, you know, like design wise in the wash and stuff. So they do hold really well. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of a fan of that process, but I, it would be working logistics, I think, for that. But I would definitely be up for collabing with, you know, with, with brands and stuff. But I think with bands, obviously, like with bands, you, you buy a band T-shirt to represent the band itself. It's That is a statement in itself. Like when you put a Blink T-shirt on, you're telling the world that you're into Blink. Um, regardless of what the design is, sometimes you buy it because it's the band's merch. I think if anything, like music-wise, I prefer to collab with them in the sense that I give them my stuff and they wear it. I think mean, that's more the band thing that I, I'm trying to do more and more of. So um, obviously like Charlotte Sands from the States, an up and coming artist, she sort of, we sent her one of her t-shirts and she's rocked that a good few times on, on, on shows. And then we went down to the London show to meet her and give her some more stuff. Um, and then there's an artist called Taylor Acorn. Her management reached out and they wanted some stuff when she goes on tour uh, we've real friends this September. So again, we sent over like a box of stuff to her and she's been really grateful for it and started inboxing and stuff, which is nice. And then I, um, I noticed that the singer, lead singer from Caskets from Leeds, he started following the brand. I saw them at Slam Dunk and just messaged and said, oh, great set. And he was like, oh, cheers, buddy. And I was like, well, if you want some stuff, I can send some stuff over. And he's like, well, 
I don't mind sending you some pennies for it. I was like, no, 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 just take it. It's kind of cool. So, you know, that's the kind of like the collabs that I enjoy, really. Um, Again, because music's a huge influence, it's kind of, it's working with bands. You know, I'd love to hound, you know, the singers of like Newfound Glory and Mark Hoppus and Kenny from the starting line. All these bands that really just played a massive, massive influence on my sort of early years and the stuff I still listen to today like giving them something isn't just for like, oh, look, how cool is that? An influence as well. It's just even out of appreciation, really, because yeah. like just because of the years of enjoyment I've had from listening to these bands and, and being able to just go and enjoy it. You know, don't get me wrong. If they were, it's pissing cool. It really is. Um, and again, it's one of them things where you love to see it. But at the same time, it's very much about us out of just sort of the respect and and you know value that i've got from them as musicians and stuff so yeah the uh the like brand and brand collaboration is definitely a harder thing to work out because you've got to find someone that's similar enough as you for it to work but kind of different to make yeah. it better or yeah 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 and then like you said it's all the whole like how the profits are split and all that sort of stuff like if you are running ads that generate sales are they also contributing to ads and yeah it's one of them things i think but i mean it's definitely not something i'd rule out um but like i say it's making sure that the design works for both brands and what they both represent it's not just a here's a design that'll do for the sake of it because again a lot of the designs i try and put out again treating them like songs if you will you know i like them to have a meaning it's not just a it's important it looks good because obviously people want to wear it but at the same time it also needs to speak to people the same way a song does you know the same way that your favorite song or you hear a song that speaks to you i want the t-shirt designs to do the same it's not just out there for the sake of it yeah i think um so the, the collab i did with within 13 it was kind of like i guess our like greatest hits like mm-hmm. it was the, you probably saw it the joggers mm-hmm. with like i think it's two of my designs and two of his designs yeah yeah, yeah. A little bit, yeah, it just worked really well. Like, and in that respect, we each bought our own stock, had yeah. it delivered, we sold it, so it worked out really yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's different for everyone, and it's, it's just an awkward thing to work out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But, um, yeah, definitely not something I'd rule out. It's just, yeah, like you said, as long as it, it's a good fit, then fair enough. Jordan says, I like the designs that have meaning. Yeah, I like yeah. the designs that have puns or wordplay. But... Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. And, 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 and there's there's nothing wrong with like designs that necessarily don't have meaning. It's just horses for courses. I'm a fan of mine having that sort of you know meaning and purpose, and whether it's a statement or an emotion or whatever, I'm just a fan of that myself. But again, there's no there's no right or wrong. You know, you can go and buy a represent T-shirt that just says represent on the back. However, what that wearing represents that has meaning. The same way you might buy a Vans t-shirt that just simply says Vans and there's nothing on the back. It doesn't need to because just by having the Vans t-shirt on, you're making a statement because from the 60s, they've been influencing skate culture and that type of lifestyle. And it's still a statement in itself once you get to that point and represents obviously at that point. Um, I'm nowhere near that point, which is why my designs are so focused on graphics because as much as I would love to just, you know, be having t-shirts with modern treats on the pocket i know full well that people buy from us because it's the statement that it makes and maybe in 10 years time or 20 years time people are happy just to buy a t-shirt that says modern treats because they know that the culture has been built over time and that's what it's about but for now the emphasis is very much on designs and that's what people like so yeah i got stung with that like early on i um when I had the other brand name, I had some like branding T-shirts, and they just never sold. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, because you need to establish it as a as a name. You can't just be like, yeah, these brand names to buy. So yeah, even yeah. now, like I have I have stuff that says like uh like the Doom and Gloom logo and stuff. Just, like, yeah. T-shirt doesn't, doesn't really sell. So you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice to sometimes have it as an option as well because I do sell the odd pocket prints. I have just the pocket print on its own. I don't sell anywhere near the amount of those that i do other things some people just buy it i think just to maybe check the quality of the t-shirts as a cheap option to buy it to just introduce themselves to it um but yeah i think like you said it, it takes time to to build that sort of foundation of what the brand's about for people to eventually buy into just a name and uh, i'll see it all the time and uh, most people will when you scroll through instagram especially if you run a brand i see it an awful lot of sponsored posts for a lot of brands 
and you'll click, click through. And like you said, it is just a name, you know, unique, and that's it. And it's clothing for, to make you unique. But it's like, yeah, but it looks like every other brand that has a title. But you haven't yeah. built you haven't built the culture yet. That takes time. They always, they always fall down as well. You click on it and then you go about, or there's no about section, or if there is, yeah. it's like a terrible bit of wording and you're like, oh, yeah, and, and you know, and that's that's where I feel like you could get away with doing that if you had a brick and mortar store and people walked in and got a sense of what the brand was about. But as an e-commerce brand, it's even harder to really build a community. So in a way, what I'm doing with designs of meaning is a shortcut. It's a it's a kind of like it's a it's an avenue to take for people to, to buy because they like the back. They're not really bothered about the name at this point, not really bothered about the front at this point. It's what's on the back. And that is you know, that is the way that I see it as it's a way to get a, the, the ball moving to build a brand and to build sort of a community is that people need to buy into this, just what it's about for the time being. And you, yeah. you grow with that over time, but you, you couldn't just do it from like, if I just started putting t-shirts that said modern streets and that was it, no one would buy. I, I know no one would buy it. Like, and, and rightly so, I don't blame them. You know, I wouldn't buy it because there's no reason to. You've got to give them a reason and obviously... If you are an e-commerce brand, again, it's even harder because you're not out there in the community with it. You know, you need to be, like, that's why doing, even doing these showcase events, like tattoo conventions and things like that, you're then putting yourself into the culture. You're putting yourself into where people are who are into that type of thing and you're becoming yeah. part of the community. You start doing that and that's super important. But yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot to it. <laughs> There's a lot to it. Do you mostly see like a really good reaction or um, do you get a lot back from doing those shows in terms of like, even if you don't sell a lot, do you get a lot of like followers and people then chatting to you and being interested in the brand or is it? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I mean the, the tattoo one, especially like Comic-Con, we weren't in the best place in the world. We didn't have the best setup in the world. That was our first sort of ever convention. And we didn't do too badly, don't get me wrong. We didn't lose any money or anything, but we didn't set ourselves up to be in the best place possible and the best way to display it. Um, where we, we learned from that to do the tattoo tea party one and we had it very much more open, slightly bigger space. We had the t-shirts hanging much higher so you could see them from a distance, almost like flags, if you will. And that yeah. really helped draw people over as well because a lot of the designs are very vibrant so they could see them from a, almost from a distance <laughs> the band keep chatting and then you don't realize that every time my phone vibrates it takes a little nudge left and right um, yeah and i think that's we, we learned a lot from doing that and, and you know chatting to people and letting people actually feel the products was really good you know people actually got to feel them you got to try them on um we got to talk about the designs and stuff so yeah I, I do feel like it was definitely worthwhile um without a doubt especially the tattoo one because we were in a better place and we were sort of slightly set up better as well, which definitely helped. And I think the Comic-Con one, if we'd sort of set up differently and positioned ourselves somewhere else, it may well have done as well. But um, yeah, that's what's got the sort of cogs turning about the idea of retail space because people physically being able to feel it and see it and, and purchase it was, was, it was a fun experience. So yeah, I definitely think that's where I'm at. I need to start looking at doing something, at least one by the end of the year, because I've never done like an event or a show or something. Yeah, man, definitely do it. Definitely, definitely do it. Just got to find, got to find stuff nearby, because I think that's the other thing. Like, I keep seeing like you or Simo or other people being like, oh, I'm going to this convention. I'm like, cool, where is it? Leeds. And you're like, that's not going to work for me. Or like, yeah, on the side of England, yeah, yeah. It's tricky because, like, I've even looked at, um, and I've just been sent the form to see if I want to book on. I think it's like Milton Keynes, I think, which obviously, even for me, is you know going to be two to three hours drive, but it means a hotel and staying over. But I'm still tempted to try it. I think it's kind of like taking the brand on tour. Then you just sort of like load everything up and and off you go. And yeah, I, I like the idea of sort of trying to take it to places. I haven't sort of replied back to this yet because I'm I'm still trying to hone someone about a retail space before i make the decision because hopefully by next year that that could be an option um if not we'll obviously be going heavy on the ad side of things and trying to scale that way but um and then doing more showcase events as well but yeah mm. oh, you got kayla just said quality of the shirts and hoodies are fab 
Love mine. Thanks, Kayla. Nice. What are we out for time? Are we, I don't want to take up. We got five minutes, so we can probably, like I said, spill over a little bit. If, if you want to throw a final convo anywhere you want to take us down. I don't know. Have you got anything you wanted to cover or add that we didn't talk about? I don't know, man. I think we've, like, we mentioned the HMV thing. Um, kind of spoke about the journey of where the brands kind of come from in this, in literally in this office to moving into a space just to give us more room. Um, Obviously, the future plans, like I said, that is a bit of a crossroad decision at the moment with where we, with where we go um, and what we do. And I even though my heart is very much set on retail space, I think that is also that trait I mentioned earlier where I go all in with an idea. And, yeah. you know, it, sometimes it's very hard to pull me back off that path once I start to set my sights on something I think I'm very sort of keen on, on, on trying it out. But um, yeah, it'd be cool to sort of, like you said, if we, if we could do it because, again, depending on how the shop works and, and things like that, you could then do things where you could say for this following month, we're going to have a design in from another brand this month. You know, so it might not be a collab in terms of we do a design together, but it might be that we could then say to people, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to hold someone else's design in our store for a month and, and help them with that space and stuff, you know, almost like um, a guest appearance, if you will, in the shop and, and, and try things like that. And yeah, there's loads of stuff that we could do with it if we tried it. Um, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ring the guy up again on Friday <laughs> and kind of chase him up a little bit because we did see a space being emptied um, when we were last in Manchester and I've spoken to a guy about it and he said someone else is humming an hour about maybe wanting it, but by Friday it's been a week, and I'm like, it's been a week, guys. What's yeah. going on? So because I'm quite they're keen. Money, aren't they? If uh, their units empty, so yeah, yeah, that's it. And obviously, if if they do move into it, it then means that they open up a different space. But it depends if that space is, you know, the right one for us. Um, because ideally, I would still want the space to be able to to print everything within the shop, as opposed to someone mentioned that there is like an, a kind of like an office space at the very top floor um, where you could sort of use that, but it's it kind of then leaving the shop to do that at certain times where I'd rather have stuff in the shop. And then at the very back behind the sort of till area, you've then got your space to, for stock to, to reprint and replenish things and to yeah, sort of fold and pack your online orders. It would definitely be really cool to see, wouldn't it? You're like, you'd walk in and you'd see all the t-shirts and then there'd be you behind the counter just like making t-shirts. Still making like, stuff, yeah. That's yeah. it, still making stuff, still picking and packing online orders. Um, and, and importantly then, giving people the option so if they do come in and they want certain sizes, because obviously we do hold up to 5XL in t-shirts and things. Um, but because it is sometimes a little bit more of a niche size, we, we definitely only print those to order but you could still do that in the shop. So you could literally come in and say, because that's what we found at the tattoo tea party. People come over and some guys were like, ah, oh, there's no way that's going to fit me because they wanted bigger. And we'd tell them, you know, you could order online and get whatever size you want. Um, and if they did that, we'd also refund the shipping because they found this from the show. Um, but really, you know, in the shop, you could literally be like, well, give me your phone number and I'll have this printed up for you in like less than 10 minutes. Like I'll text you when it's ready, just come on back. Um, and we actually have anyway, like on the Shopify store, um, the option to sort of collect in store anyway. So people could order and then come and collect it, especially if they were ordering certain sizes. They could put the order in and then you notify them when it's ready for collection. So Yeah, I saw that when I bought my um, when I bought the coin. I was like, oh, I, can, I, can, I could collect it. I mean, I yeah. would take ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few people locally that do collect. Um, because of the unit that I'm in, there's a receptionist there from like nine to five. So... It's not like I own the building or anything. I'm just sort of like one of the units in it, but it comes with like a receptionist nine to five. So I can literally just leave it with reception and just say, someone's going to collect this at some point. <laughs> so yeah. I just leave it with them. And then they're told, you know, just come in whenever you want and someone will just pass it over to you. If I, I mean, sometimes they message me, I'll come down myself, um, which I do like to do. But obviously if, if I'm not there, then there's always someone there to collect it. But the shop, it would be cool to do that as well. Nice. I think I'll, uh, if you get the unit or the shop, whatever, I'll have to come down. Well, yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Open across for you, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, my friends in Austria, the guy from Stoke okay and he said the same. He's like, if you get a shop, I'll come on over and buy a t shirt and stuff. So, yeah. 
Well, you know, yeah, it's definitely like it's a it's. I sort of say it's a pipe dream, and the wife sort of says herself that you've always said from day one that getting a shop in that particular place would be the goal. Um, and now we're sort of exploring the idea of it a little bit to see if it's if it's feasible. And it, it's a different direction from trying to do the whole like ad growing thing. But I think with all the changes to like you said iOS updates and all that sort of stuff, that just just makes it a little less unstable like you are literally putting all your eggs into the facebook ad sort of basket and if that basket doesn't work and that's kind of been the case with facebook ads at the moment like mine are working but it's not the gold rush i hear about when i speak to some of the other guys that started brands in 2017 you know, yeah. where most of the time now like getting a 3x return between a 3 and 4x return is kind of normal where back then you were seeing like six, seven, eight, nine times your return. So you put a thousand pound into ads and you suddenly see 7,000 back. That's a hell of a lot of weight, you know, a lot, a lot of yeah. growth. And the, the algorithm on Instagram would show people your stuff, not like anymore and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, that I always sort of refer that now to like the gold rush days, which we were never a part of because I set up two years ago and Literally, from when I set up the Facebook ad thing, by the time I started them, we started running ads in February, and then by April, iOS 14 rolled out and retargeting yeah. disappeared. And nice. we went, we went for myself seeing, you know, we had, I think, the first couple of months we were seeing, like you said, a six and seven return. After that, plummet, absolute plummet. And then when you're paying the ad spend, production cost, and agency fees because we wasn't spending a fortune as well because we were new and we didn't want to you didn't know we could risk it it was you know it was like wow i've literally printed all this stuff and made next to nothing and i've been in here for hours printing wow. you know hours and hours most a couple of few times a week and it just wasn't worth it so that's why i'm back to you know one man band again um but that's why again i'm, I'm on that sort of track of let's see if maybe a space is, is worthwhile because of the response we've had from the, the conventions and stuff. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm. I have a mixed thing with ads. Like I sometimes do them, but I never get like a, a massive return. So I'm always like, mm. yeah. Yeah. I'll, if I'm having a, we have a low kind of bit, then I'll, I'll pump some money into it just to kind yeah. of see it, boost it back up. But Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like I, I'm, I've got them running like every day, um, which is, but it, again, it helps. It, it you know it does help. Like I do see a return from it. It is worth my while, um, and I think it's it's kind of the only way because especially with the algorithms the way that they are, I kind of have to because people aren't going to see it otherwise. You know, it's like having a shop with the shutters down. No one sees it. You don't sell anything. So that's now putting me in front of a hell of a lot more people. You know, per day with the hope that they convert, um, and, and it's just kind of. The way it works for small businesses, you know, you kind of got to rather be at showcase events if you can, but if you've got jobs and families and things like that, that isn't always that easy to do. You're also at the mercy of when they are, when they, when they actually happen and where they happen. So, yeah, I kind of try the ads things for now, but like you said, uh, my heart is set on trying a space, but I'm also at the mercy of who owns this space and do they have space? So. Yeah. I'm rather fighting with Zuckerberg or I'm fighting to find a space. But even Jordan, you said then, you know, he came across the brands from, from an ad and, and Jordan's brought plenty of stuff from me because I know he's in my inbox occasionally tagging me in things as well, which I massively appreciate. So sort of fan you want, I think, uh, staying in the live stream, asking questions and then like buying stuff. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I've, I've got to know some great people through running the brand and stuff and have been really supportive because again, you know, the, the designs and stuff speak to them and stuff. And I've always, as you started to do, put your face to the brand as well, because I, I would never want that to change. And I think that's something that Bad Monday are doing really well at the moment because they went from not kind of doing it. And then in the last sort of 12 months or so, especially from lockdown, I think they started doing it a lot more. They started showing the staff more and started using reels more and things like that. And I think, you know, it's nice to see it because it's nice to know that Mark is a person who runs a brand and he's on the throwing basketball and looking at people's tattoos and, and that sort of yeah. stuff. And I mean, it's nice to know that, you know, that sort of stuff exists. I think as we move into 
in the future, we start to see more behind the scenes from brands and from companies and brands like the hundreds, like Bobby hundred, he's always been a big one for it. Um, same with Johnny cupcakes and stuff. He's always been a big advocate of the brands. And I think that's another reason why I would like to try retail space is because, you know, it's, it, it allows you to talk to people. It allows you, we are social beings really as much as we spend an awful lot of time on our phones we are made to our tribes and we've set up towns and cities and villages and we go to shows together and we do football clubs and swim clubs and book yeah. meetings and cycle clubs we enjoy conversing with people and you don't get that from being an e-commerce brand which is why I don't shut up a lot of the time on my stories and I'm limited to 45 second posts unfortunately because I'm trying to converse with people because it is a lonely existence running the brands. You know, I work in that unit on my own. Yes, the wife comes over and helps occasionally when, I'm, when we're super busy. My daughter will sometimes muck in if she needs to, you know, but it's, it's a lot of the time, it's, it's my burden that I took on. She's already got a, you know, she's a paramedic. She's got a very demanding job as it is. And this is my burden that I took on, um, you know, so I, I do feel guilty roping people in at times because it's, it's my doing, but, you know, that's why I try and make it sociable and she's just tuned in anyway. So I best say hello yeah. to her, otherwise I'd be in trouble. Yeah. face of the brand thing is ridiculous. Like I've seen a massive, well, not like a massive, but like a really healthy increase in the amount of people I'm reaching just by doing these and like showing my face. And, yeah. Um, the, like even the, the dumb things, like the taking the photo of like, I do the walks with Woof. Like yeah, I've yeah. had several people be like, haven't seen that today. Where's the dog? And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. So yeah. like even that kind of stuff is helping pushed me yeah i guess like i've said before we're not competing against each other because we're all peers but we kind of are competing so that's helping yeah show my yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who i am i guess yeah. well that's it that's it and you know we, we sometimes forget that social media the, the the title itself is what it's about it's about being social and you know reels for all the faults and sins at times because i'm not one for standing around dancing in front of a camera but it's allowed people to put themselves in front of the camera and, and to sort of break that sort of boundary of, no, no, we're business owners, but we're people. And, yeah. you know, and, and that's good for people to get involved in. And, you know, if you're an artist, it might show. And if you're not, then, you know, fair play. And, you know, I, I understand that some people probably tune into mine and go unfollow because who the <laughs> hell is this guy? And that's totally fine. I get that. Um, you know, but... At the end of the day, I'm just trying to build something that I'm passionate about and hopefully that sort of resonates with people who, who buy into it as well and they sort of see that as well. Yeah, same. It's what we're all working towards, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, is it time? Have you got to go do stuff? I will uh, go and sort the dog out, I think, but uh, unless yeah. you've got any final questions, I think we've kind of chewed um, people's ear sorry. off for a good solid hour because I know so I fast, I, made a, made I a talk. Of note, made a load of questions, but I think we've covered everything, so yeah. Yeah. Sweet man. Unless anyone's got any final questions, real quick. Any people? Anyone? I think I, I did see um, C underscore G underscore B ninety five at one point mentioned about where I find designers and, and to be honest, most of them these days are on Instagram. Um, there was when I started off, I sort of dabbled into Fiverr, and there's some great people in there as well. Depending on what style you're looking for, really. Um, but these days, I think I tend to find most of mine just through through Instagram, to be honest. And once I've used a few of them, I tend to go back and, and, and we sort of build it from there, really. Yeah, and I'm exactly the same. I just like, I find either tattoo artists or just random people yeah. that do an art that I like. And, yeah. yeah, you can sometimes just tiptoe from profile to profile or hashtag the hashtag and, and find people that way. Nice. Fair enough. I'll, uh, I'll let you go. Thank you for yeah. uh, again and chatting with me. It's been, no, it's been a pleasure. Been amazing. We'll have to do it again in like another couple of months once you've got your unit. And then, uh, well, if... you could do it from there. You could like yeah, live man. stream from the. <laughs> yeah, I'm fingers crossed. And like you said, it would be, I, I kind of describe it as the pipe dream, but you know, you've got to, we've got to set them goals and we've got to chase them, haven't we? So it's, it's worth a try. Definitely. Nice one. Sweet. Cheers, buddy. Catch you in a bit.